Hey, hey, what's going on, you guys? Like, uh, it's going on Niner family. I got twin with me today, and this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Once again, it is me, Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and I got with me today Twin, and I think you all know him on uh, Twitter. You've seen him on Twitter, seen him, and heard him in the spaces. But hey, Twin, I, I, I'm so happy to have you on today. What, like, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the socials and let them know where they can find your content? Yeah, what's up, what's up, man? Good evening to everybody, man. It's your boy Twin. Um, you can find me at Twitter at um, Twin Maker. And also in my YouTube channel, uh, Twin Empire times two, times two because I'm the one that make twos. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's self-explanatory in the name. Um, I love the Niners. I appreciate um, Peter for having me on. Unfortunately, it's after uh, L, you know, on this wonderful Monday. But it's all good. We still have opportunity to sit back, enjoy, and talk about our favorite team as fanatics of the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's – it's really it was kind of watching that game yesterday it was just just disappointment after disappointment really like it was one of those games where you kind of just you're watching and it just seems like you just can't get right like uh, it's uh and it's where just anything that the 49ers did it just seemed to not go the way that it should have gone from drops to penalties to turnovers to uh, even on the defensive side, like uh, they just weren't as stout as normal. But yeah, it it's crazy. Like I, I, I was uh, I, I wasn't so much disheartened by the by the loss because I know it was mostly e- execution issues. But so, what did you see as the main reason for this loss, and what can be done, you know, going forward to fix it? Um. So. Previously, before the game, I gave my keys to the victory on Sunday, and one of my one of my things was this turnovers, the turnover battles. Um, as I was looking over the league leaders and you no know, point dif- like turnover differential, the Eagles were number one with eleven. Right, we all know at the time I think they were five and zero at the time, and we was only plus one in that department. And I was like, ooh. We have a very mar- a low margin for error, but our defense is like a, a top-level defense. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking over the stats, and I saw that, man, they run the ball really well. I think they averaged 168 yards rushing per game coming into that. And as we know, our defensive line was in shambles. And so one thing I knew was like, man, if our turnover ratio is off, our margin for error is so tiny that this could be a, rare, a very, very big issue. And as we saw – they pounded the ball down our throats. And I thought that was like the number one reason why we got into a lot of issues in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're, you're spot on. Like, I mean, it was just, they did to us what we normally do to other teams and 
it's it's crazy because I named this show, uh, you know, that the, the 49ers need to find their identity. Like uh, I see their identity. It seems every season we kind of, this team kind of loses their identity and then they find it like almost halfway through the season and then they go on a run. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, but I, I hate I wish that they we got such good players on this team that I wish that for once Kyle would just establish his his identity and just go with it and make people beat your identity. And question, yes, you might lose some games. Got a yeah. question. Do you yeah. think we have one identity and one of our issues is that we might not have multiple ways to do certain things because we only do have one true identity, which is what we know, like running the ball time of possession and low turnovers? You know, I, I mean, that's a great question, but I would say that this team has, and you're right. Like uh, they, they probably should have multiple ways to beat other teams, but I think for the quarterback that we have currently, we have to trust in the way that wins with him. And like, uh, which is they need to run the ball. I don't care how you do it, but you cannot have Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball 41 times and the uh, and our running backs only getting the ball, like I think they only got the ball 14 times. Yeah, it was like 16 rushes or something. Yeah, like it's, that's, that's not, that's not uh, a recipe for success with this team. Now, other teams like the Bills, they could get away with throwing the ball 63 times and, yeah. and, pull, out, and pull out a victory. That is not our team. And the 49ers... The, but it it exe- it almost makes it worse because of Kyle's propensity to to like only trust in certain pieces on the team, and so we got these running backs. We got Jeff Wilson and we've got uh, Tevin Coleman that just got back on the team. But because he's been with Kyle in his system, he trusts them more than a yeah. TPP and uh, and a Jordan Mason. I just, I have, I've always, I think that that is the main issue. I think that Kyle just is so slow to trust that it's not about your trust. Just get the talent in there. Let the, let the chips fall where they may. You got, you brought these guys in. You brought them in because you thought they have talent. And, yeah. uh, and that's where, that's where I, that's where I, I go with, uh, with the game yesterday is I feel like Kyle doesn't use his talent uh, in the right manner all the time. I don't know how you felt about it. Well, to kind of add on to what you were saying, so the talent that we do have, like you're talking about, we could have a Jordan Mason or a TDP who are talented backs that not necessarily getting the opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And we know our, we are a running, we are a run first offense, but the talent yeah. on the outside, for most people would say, supersedes the talent in the backfield. Over the last three to four years, we know who, like, who are our, like, Debo. We know Ayuk. We know Kittle. We know even Juice come out of the backfield, not only as a, as a blocker, but as a, as a catcher. It's like, wow, that's a lot of talent. But we kind of pigeonhole ourselves into saying, this is what we have to deal with. Is this, you know, is the running game. And then you look on the outside, I was like, man, can we look at these other guys and say, let's use them in a more, and even though we do have, you know, maybe Jimmy, and I'm trying to give Jimmy all the props in the world. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. For maybe sure. if he's able to get the confidence of the coordinator and the team itself to get confident. Because I think I heard um, Jimmy and another player say, we didn't play our style. And I think they're mm-hmm. definitely going to hold on saying, we will only win because we've seen in the past, this is how we win. 
So I don't even think they even feel as confident switching it up and doing something different, you know? And so yeah. I think over time, I would have thought Kyle would have built upon that first foundation, which is running the ball, and then begin to build more of a, an expansive passing. Not saying you got to pass the ball 50 times a game, mm -hmm. but a passing attack that you feel more consistent with knowing that, all right, are you going to get his eight targets? I know that Kittle is going to get his seven to eight targets. I know that Debo may get 10 to 12 touches, mm -hmm. but I know this is going to be a consistent thing. This is not going to be a one game, a one offer. You know what I'm saying? Because we yeah. do see that with our outside talent where they may have one big week and they'll be three or four weeks and they don't necessarily get involved in the, in the ball game. And we know that these guys are extremely more impactful than the guys in the backfield, in our opinion, as far as the potential that they do have. So that's why I meant like earlier about saying that, hey, Kyle, you might want to expand. It may be, you know, it may go against your philosophy a little bit, but I think you have the talent to kind of help you feel even more confident with the pieces that you do have. Yeah, absolutely. And like this, this is the thing, though. It's a, it's kind of a running joke, and uh, and I I don't know if you play fantasy fantasy football, but uh, mm -hmm. I've got multiple teams, and it. But it's a running joke in fantasy. You don't ever pick a 49er in fantasy. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? Because you don't know who's gonna get the ball from week to week. Because Kyle thinks that he can outsmart everybody, and think that thinks that, oh, well, when you think I'm going to zig, I'm going to zag over here and I'm going to start get, getting the ball to Charlie Warner. <laughs> and it, it's just it for for I think for the that's where the frustration comes from. The fans is that you got all these weapons, you get all excited in the offseason for all these weapons and we're going to air it out. And like and then we're running the ball with Jeff Wilson and <laughs> and Tevin Coleman, like Charlie Warner's getting passes. Ray Ray McLeod is is uh having balls bounce off his hands it's just <laughs> Need some it, it's just yeah it's just not what we thought we were gonna see and granted jimmy garoppolo wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback this season yeah. like so that's a part of it too but at the same time and i give i gotta give J jimmy his kudos because he came out of his shell so far this season the, he's done things this season that we we have been begging him to try and he really was kind of, uh, he just never did it like throwing yeah. the ball along. He's he threw, he threw it along a bunch of times in the last game. And I, I give him kudos just for, just for trying it. And there was a couple of times where he hit guys right in the hands and they just missed it. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, womp, womp, womp. like yeah. uh, it was, but it's, why do you think this offense, like offense as a whole, is so bad? Is is it Jimmy? Uh, because I know the fan base would say it's it's Jimmy. Is it Kyle? Is it Weapon? Or is it all three of them as a cohesive unit, and they just don't have that cohesiveness? What do you think? I think it's um uh, it's probably a mixture of all three, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. I know Jimmy is the quarterback, so it's kind of I mean to me that's low hanging fruit at this point. We kind of know yeah. what he is, but eventually I have to look at Kyle Shanahan and say, hey, my guy. You have a nitrous pack on your X and your Y. You know what I'm saying? Like with Debo, mm -hmm. with Ayuk, with Kittle. Like, and I think you're like you barely even try to use it. So it's like someone who's never been a driver before, and they hit that nitrous button. If you only hit it once every two months, you're gonna feel kind of weird driving it, and you could cause an accident. But if your coach give you the confidence, say we go hit this thing once a week. You begin to build confidence, and that's what I'm saying with Jimmy. Absolutely. All right, he's throwing the ball more. He may not be hitting the targets or the, the receivers may be dropping the ball, but 
the more you do anything, the more confidence you get. What is practice? Practice is nothing but understanding. So the more you begin to expand your your QB vision, as I like to say, playing Madden back in the day, the more comfortable mm-hmm. you get seeing things and throwing it and trusting your eyes. And then your wide receivers will know because I think like uh, what's my guy who missed the ball? Um, Ray Ray McLeod. You yeah. know, he's like, this may be the only ball I get for the next <laughs> month. That's pressure. <laughs> You see what I'm yeah, saying? It's not like true. he know if he drop it, he gonna get it again in the next series or two series from that. And I think a lot of players feel that way, you know. And so you instill confidence in your players as a head coach, letting them know that you're going to get opportunities, that you're not going to hit the bench, you know, if you make one mistake, yeah. and that I'm going to give you another chance sooner, sooner than later. Yeah, and you know that's that honestly that is an interesting take that I don't think that we've heard much. Uh, there was a lot of panicking going on today and like, uh, but yeah, like uh, I, I could see where, where that would be. And I think that we all kind of think of, of that in certain aspects, but that's why we ask, why are you throwing the, why are you dialing up plays for Ray Ray McLeod? Like when, when we're expecting Debo, the Debo's and the, <laughs> and the Iukes to get the ball. Yeah. Like, uh, and granted, those guys have got to be involved for this, for the offense to be dynamic your your third and fourth guys got to be able to to make a play from time to time and that because those other guys are going to go down at some point it, i mean the 49ers know everything there is to know about injuries yeah. and it's, so eventually you're they're going to these guys are going to have to become focal points at some point and they've got like you said they've got to have the confidence to be able to go in there and just next man up and that's yeah. that's where we just kind of i think i feel like we have a great culture on this team, but that is a, a part, the execution and the, the hierarchy of, of who's getting the ball, who, what the offense is, is what is where we're kind of, what we're missing. And uh, yeah, go for it. I think it may be too casual though. And I know this sounds bad, but I know we don't like the word diva or people who seem like they want the spotlight on them. Yeah. But at a time that's kind of good, to have a player to say, hey, man, because the Ray Ray McLeod play, right? Deep bomb, yeah. which is cool. But we don't even really see that often for Debo and even Ayuk as well. So even though we thought it was a great pass, we were like, man, I wish Ray Ray would have caught it. It would have been lovely if it was Debo or Ayuk. But as fans, we know we rarely see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For even our, our two big boys, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, man, get those guys even more involved, meaning that even if the third player get in there, he knows like, hey, even if I miss this ball, Debo may get another opportunity, or it may clear out an opportunity for Brandon Ayuk on the, you know, what I'm saying on the deep cross or something of that nature because they know I would throw it to Ray Ray and things of that nature. So I think not trying to say that we have to run the ball like 45 times and then just like pass it 45 times and not be yeah. even. It's like no, bro. I think we have the skilled players to do it. And Kyle, you just got to trust and not be so micromanaging, if that's the word. It's like, mm-hmm. I got to say, I want to be able to tell people that I have great players and I'm going to fit my scheme around the great players that I have, not my scheme, and tell my players just to force feed themselves inside my scheme. Yeah, no, I'm, hey, you preaching to the choir, bro. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we've been saying that for a minute. It's just Kyle. I feel like it goes back to what I was saying earlier. He just kind of thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He goes with his guys and it's just, 
he very rarely like kind of just ventures out of what he does. And once the game script is in place, it's like he doesn't want to go outside that game script. And yeah. like his the adjustments just I feel like aren't there. And uh, when and while other teams kind of key on, they see they got a rookie corner on one side and they just go after him again and again and again. Like uh, Kyle's not going to do that. Hey. Kyle runs his system. And that hmm. and it, it is what it is. Did you know, like, you probably know that the Atlanta secondary was 24th coming in there. Yes. Coming in, it was 24th. Giving mm-hmm. up 278 yards per game, right? Yeah. We only averaged 200 yards per game passing. And then they had three of their DBs in that same game get hurt. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm saying what you said. I'm looking at that first half, and you saw Brandon Ayuk cooking. Mm-hmm. But then in the second half, he kind of disappeared. It's like... That's one of the games, Brandon. You got to get 16 targets. I know that yeah. sounds bad. No, it doesn't. <laughs> if it ain't broke and he cooking, we used to say, I'm from the South. So if y'all listening, I'm country from Mississippi. When we say yeah. when that baby is whining, you feed the baby. If you feed it yeah. a gallon of milk and it's still whining, that's what you do. You feed it some more. You know what I'm saying? You burp yeah. it. And then after this burp, you make sure it goes to sleep. But like, when you on hot, when you on fire, you keep stroking that thing. So that's what I was looking at too, as well. It's like, bro, that them cornerbacks ain't really that hot out there. So keep attacking them. Don't get like you know, don't get discouraged if you miss a deep pass or two. Keep putting mm-hmm. that pressure on them. Exactly, and that's what any team would do, except for the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just will. And but the thing was, is we went away from our identity, also. Not only did we not go after those guys, we went away from our 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 identity as a running team. And Jeff Wilson didn't, he only got seven carries. And granted, we were behind two touchdowns, two touchdowns yeah. at like uh, at early on. But then they got those touchdowns like right back, and we still went away from the running game. I, I, identity and i think kyle needs to decide if you're not going to have this identity and you're you're going to you've got these weapons and you're going to if you want to do that that's fine but there's got to be a flow there's got to be a flow i think that that's what we're missing is that guys can't even get in rhythm they can't even get in rhythm because like you said they're kittles getting the ball he gets four four targets right in the beginning of the game, and then he doesn't see another target until the third quarter. What like, did he it? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I mean, if, if anybody that played sports knows that once you get once you get into a groove, that's when you you just keep going. It's called a heat check. Exactly. And, and like, uh, and we just gonna keep get throwing them up, chucking them up until we miss. So it it you just got it you just got to do it and like uh, but and just to yeah, say go ahead quickly before you move on and this is one of my things I don't know it might be tying on to your next question or whatnot but so if we do have these type of players that if they were on fire and you don't feel like we're getting enough opportunities my thing to Kyle is this my guy what do you have against speeding up the tempo. Mm. Running a little no a little no huddle, running a little hurry up. I'm saying you just hurry up, get to the line, take your time. But just the the look in the second quarter, mm-hmm. in the third quarter, not waiting. Well, this fourth quarter, he didn't even wait to do it even then. But yeah, <laughs> just like when you see your office is sputtering, 
I think you have the outside talent and the players with the ability to kind of win one-on-ones, like you said earlier with our use with the Debo, with the Kittles, to say, hey, hurry, hurry, hurry up. I'm going to look. I'm going to see, okay, they in the two. They in man-to-man. They in the zone. The robber is down. Or the robber, like, what they're yeah. doing, okay, B.A., I'm looking at you. Let's go. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, why don't we do that to kind of help our offense? Because we've had a stagnant offense for a long time now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just my my two cents on that situation there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel you. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just fr- it's just frustrating. Like, I mean, you brought up another point about the time management. The time management was terrible. But we very frequently with this team, this it wasn't just this game. Very frequently with, with this team, we don't go for like two minute drills. Very rarely, <laughs> like we just we just don't. We just run out the clock and go try to go to the half. Yeah. Like uh, it's that's what we do because it it could be one of two things. It could either be that Kyle doesn't trust Jimmy, which I don't care if you. And this is the thing we use trust a lot with Kyle. Yeah. Like, but I don't care if you trust him. You just got to run the play. Just run the play. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So you like seven a, years? Well, we seven years in now. Five years. I, Come on, my God. Yeah, I'm saying it, it's just if he doesn't, you've just got to run the play. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make it, then. Okay, he didn't make it, but yeah. I'm going to scheme these guys. If I'm Kyle, if I'm Kyle, this is my thing. If I'm Kyle and I'm able to scheme guys wide open all the time, like uh, I'm just going to scheme these guys open. You're going to run these plays to try mm-hmm. and get these to try and get these first downs. If it doesn't, it's on you. It's not going to be on me. Yeah. And I know that that kind of goes against the the whole team aspect of football, but the reality is is that's that's where you're at right now. Cuz what you're doing isn't working. So you need to show that, hey, I'm getting the – you need to prove to us why – and prove to us is probably a bad word. But like, uh, but you need to prove why it is that you are the head coach, why you are this offensive genius supposed to be. And like, uh, and, and then leave it, leave it out there for there to be no doubt as to why you are who you are. And your guys just got to come with you. They just got to come yeah. with you. That's leading to me. And I don't think proven is the bad word. Proven is this. You have a group of men, 53 men who are looking unto you as their leader, you know. And so to show them that you believe in them, prove it to yourself and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with saying that I must adjust or there's nothing wrong with saying that I have to add some things to my arsenal. No one would be mad at you, Kyle, for saying that, hey, the running game is the running game, but it's okay to be just as efficient or proficient in the passing game. Um, I watch basketball a lot of times. Everybody mm-hmm. like, I'm a Warrior fan, just so y'all know out there. So everybody say the Warriors can shoot threes. Okay, but they're one of the most proficient two-pointer teams there is, though. Yeah. Like, we know them for shooting threes, but they shoot just as high in the um, in the two-point area, in the mid-range as well. So that means that in all three phases, you are dangerous, even though you do one mm-hmm. that's extremely well, which could be out for it, not just running the ball. You still feel comfortable to have these other keys as well to be just as confident in as well. So, like, that's what I'd be thinking. Like, Kyle, come on, my guy, you're a genius. So they say, prove it to yourself and us that you have the ability to adjust and be multidimensional in other areas and be as confident in the other areas as well. You know, don't let your confidence drop because you want to start passing. Be just as confident in those passing plays as you are in these schemed up running plays as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now that you just talked about running, the running game, we're going to get into the running game. 
which is and what is wrong with this running game? Because the offensive line, in my estimation, has played pretty well from what I've seen, way better yeah. than what we expected. Yeah. Because the, everybody was expecting this interior offensive line to be trash, and it is not trash. They are they're doing. I think that they're doing better than we've seen in a long time in pass protection, especially. But even in the running game, Wilson is getting gaping holes to run through. Yeah. Like uh, in a, a lot of the time. Now, granted, this this game he was just running into walls, but Kyle was calling just runs up the middle. There yeah. was no there was nothing really creative. Uh, yeah, nothing creative, no motion, no nothing. Like it was just it was a really vanilla run scheme for this game. And I I I know that I saw Grant uh, Grant asked him the question about it, and he kind of just blew it blew it off like, well, it was the game script, and like the we got down, so. We were that doesn't explain to us why why you were running the ball the way you were running the ball. Yeah, and uh, a lot Kyle does that a lot. He just doesn't like to answer answer the question, and it comes back to <laughs> ego. Like it comes back to ego. But the what do you think is wrong with this run game? Why does Kyle refuse to you to not use anybody outside of his trust circle? <laughs> I think you said it earlier, like just a couple seconds ago. His his ego, man. Um. Mm. I think again, like the ability to come in there and give misdirections or just different looks with different running backs, it helps sometimes. Even a different burst of speed or the quickness that a TDP may have or even a Mason may have. And dude, you have a, a I know his playbook is is wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a wonderful amount of plays. Okay. You tell me there's not five plays that you got that Mason can go out there and run confidently. Tell me there's not five plays that TDP can go out there and run confidently. You tell me just running him TDP as a fullback for one play and that's it is enough. You tell me the burst and the speed that these two young legs have. Because let's be honest, in running back terms or like running back lifespan, hey, my boy got some old legs. You know what I'm saying? So you're not, I hope we're not depending on him to go the full 17 weeks because we know in the 49ers offense through history has shown us. That doesn't happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Allow some other guys to go in there and eat and feel comfortable with eating. You know, a spell back, as they used to say back in the day. If if um what's my guy's name? Wilson gets 15 carries, cool. Let the other young bloods get six carries apiece. Yeah. Just the look of it. Just the change of pace. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that's one of my yeah. my thing is I'm sorry, is that oh, I don't bad. think how trust the younger guys to go out there and play. Um, he, he's too rigid at times. And like mm -hmm. we've seen other people get in the doghouse and I believe it's probably what's happening with the first round picks. I mean, the third round picks as well with TDP and even Danny Gray. I think they're like kind of in the doghouse. And I think that his offensive scheme is becoming predictable to the defense as well. So even though he's scheming a particular run pattern, the defense is looking like, okay, there's only so much they can do right now. And so I think the defense know how to key in and say, we're going to stop this run or we're going to blow up this gap here or we're going to cut off this edge here and just attack in that manner. And so that's what I think teams have eventually have caught on to uh, what Kyle does. And we see that with Debo um, as well. When he's trying to run the backfield, teams are kind of keying in on him. And he has to literally break three to four, maybe five tackles just to get some cracking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's that's part of it. Like uh, with the guys that you drafted, you drafted TDP. You drafted uh, 
Jordan, uh, well, not Jordan. They didn't draft Jordan Mason, but they drafted Trey yeah. Sermon. And those yeah. are bigger backs that aren't necessarily known to be home run hitters. Like uh, they, they don't necessarily, they're not the fastest guys. Like, uh, but the, but you pick those guys. <laughs> like, so what are, are we just, what are, what are we doing? Right. Like, as you were just saying, running backs have a limited shelf life and you're run, You're, if you're just going to run them into walls and uh, inside zone, like uh, it's like you said, like we said earlier, it's boring. Like uh, it's not only is it boring, it's just in my estimation, we know that you have the plays in the bucket. Uh, Mike McDaniel left, left the 49ers. I'm sure he didn't take the whole playbook with him. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. uh, it, I, I want to see some more of that motion and give these, give these younger guys, some, the guys with fresh legs. And like you said, everybody, it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole bunch of carries, but you saw last game against uh, Carolina when Jeff Wilson got that, just that change of pace back with Tevin Coleman uh, he didn't get a Tevin Coleman didn't get a whole bunch of yards. He didn't yeah. get a whole bunch of carries, but that gave Jeff Wilson enough fresh legs to bust out for 117 yards. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I and then you go away from it in the next game, and it's and I, I it just it doesn't make hair crash. That's what it is. I, it, yeah, it, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But it comes back to Kyle. Like I, I still feel like it comes back to Kyle's ego. And Kyle thinking that, oh, I'm going to change the whole game. They think that we're going to do this now because we worked so well in the last game. But here we go. I'm going to have the, I'm going to do this change up right here. And they're only going to get 13 carries in this game. And we just going to air it out with Jimmy. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, your receivers aren't even used to, you. They, they probably were tired by the end of the game. <laughs> like just running a bunch of routes like uh, that, that they weren't used to running. It's it's just it, it's just for I, I think it's just frustrating for all of us because it goes right block. back. Yeah, <laughs> you conditioned the block forty times. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying like out. they're like <laughs> I know, thought I was. I, I know I know that uh, that Jennings was probably like man I thought I was gonna block this whole game. Did you see BA? Yes. B.A. had a, he even had a cramping. You know, B.A. is in, in, in really good shape. And he was like, oh, goodness, we actually running. Yeah. So, like, look, he ran that deep ball in the third. He like, oh, God. He said, I need, I need this? my, what's my Pedialyte? Like, uh, I need to get this, I need to rub this cramp out. Like, uh, but it's. I uh, need some milk. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, you're asking these guys to do stuff that they're not used to doing. So there's no continuity, no consistency, and. They're not you. They're they don't get to become good at it. Yeah. Like you're expecting them to. This isn't Madden. Like you ain't trying out new plays every week. Like yeah. uh, that's just not what people do in the in the National Football League. But hey, do you but think? I would love, yeah, just go ahead. For, I would love for them to not wait another three weeks for an offensive showing like this to happen, or to be even down fourteen points to throw the ball four times a game. Yeah, I would love sure. it if you guys are zero to zero or even up by seven to give the guys confidence and still throw the ball 30, 35 times one game, even allow Jimmy to make some mistakes. Cause I tell people, this is my little philosophy. If you have a top five defense that gives you the ability to say, even if my quarterback messes up, I got some boys over there who willing to go out there and go to war who can really turn the game over anyway. So it's like, it's not like your defense is sorry. You know what I mean? So that should give you more confidence as a play call to say, let me not be so far and in between, 
you know what I'm saying, and still allow these things to happen and create some type of um some issues for the defense, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I feel about that as well. Yeah. It. So do you think that TDP and Mason will TDP and Mason ever get the ball? What's your, what's the, what's the over under <laughs> on them ever getting more than barring five injury, barring injury. <laughs> I think we will continue to see, cause we didn't see that much Tevin Coleman last week. I mean, this week anyway. So next yeah. week, I believe he will play. Um, Wilson's not hurt as well. So, and I also think, um, what's my guy name? Kyle Ushak will get some runs. And also, you still got Debo. So, barring injury, man, maybe four to five carries. Maybe four to five. But yeah. that's a long shot. You know what I'm saying? I'll take the under if you ask me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, every time. Every time. Yeah. And that's the thing is like uh, betting, fantasy, whatever – you just can't bet. You can't bet on the 49ers on what they're going to do because every every week is something different. And like, and I think that's what, while it makes us, while it makes the team like kind of deadly in some ways, mm-hmm. like uh, when they, because they play up and down to their competition all the time. Like, so yeah. Atlanta, they play an Atlanta team like Atlanta, they play down to their competition. They play a, they play a team that's, that's bad, like Bears, like, uh, like the, uh, like the Bronx. They play whoever they're playing. They play down to that level of competition every mm-hmm. time. And very rarely do they go in uh, to a team that they're just supposed to run off the run off the field and they just destroy them. Very rarely. Like, uh, and, yeah. Do you believe like, do you believe that's a philosophy though? Like I'm not going to beat the brakes off you. I'm going to play with you if that's what I need to do. Yeah. Just play with you, your food. You play with your food, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing is like, so you get burnt when that happens. And now granted, people are going to say, oh, well, we got to the Super Bowl. Well, we got to the to the MC championship. Okay, but when you're used to doing it that way, when it comes time to when it comes time to to do what you do, you don't know what you do. <laughs> you don't know what you do. You don't know yeah. what's going to work in this situation because you don't know what's going to ha- you don't know what's going to happen because you never have a consistent game plan. And like uh, so, I, I Jordan Mason and TDP. I just don't. I like you. I'm taking the under because it's. I just have no faith in Kyle's ability to gauge to gauge talent. Like, uh, and it's it's not even gauging talent. I think he knows that they're talented, but it's almost like he's that hard, that real hard nosed dad. I know because I'm one of them. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, uh, no, I know that you're you're really smart and you're the hey, but why aren't you doing this? Yeah, you, like, uh, but you, but you're you're never good enough, <laughs> and like, uh, and until two or three years down the road, and now all of a sudden, Ayuk's getting uh, getting seven or eight touches, like, uh, but he could have been getting those touches last year, and I think that's just my point. Is like, guys got to run through the system. Kyle, you, Kyle needs to understand he doesn't have that amount of time <laughs> to work guys for years and get them in the system, get them acclimated to the system. He's got to get these guys just going. Huh? I think he feel like he does, though. He, feel, like, he that, might that's feel the, like that's he does. The arrogance that he walks around with, you know, it's yeah. like, hey, man, there's, I am an object that would not move out of Levi's Stadium. Like, I'm not going nowhere. So I could take my precious time with this. And like the fourth quarter, there's no urgency. Mm. And my thing is like, dude, this is the opportunity for you to like get accustomed to moving in chaos. 
and you seem to not want to take upon that chance. And so, again, Kyle, get out of your own way, man. I think you you have too much talent around you. Like, there's no way that George Kittle should not be a double-digit touchdown, like, tight end. There's no way. There's no way. He's too skilled, too talented. He he was with C.J. Beathard. (laughs) <laughs> that was a blip on the radar. That was like an anomaly. Now you know it seems so far ago. Like for real, it seems yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like uh, I mean, but I don't want to go too far down the down the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole. Yeah. Honestly, we could sit here and talk all day about Kyle and his and his weirdness sometimes. But I I, I want to get back on the rails. And what do you? Why do you think that these drop like other than we talked about continuity with the receivers and like just force a, and like just force a habit like a habit ca- getting getting a muscle memory with catching the ball but like uh, the drops yeah like uh, what what do you think is the real problem because it wasn't just the McLeods and the uh, and the Werner and the Werners dropping the ball I mean Kittle's drop had drops Jennings has had drops. Uh, Evo. even even Ayuk missed that missed that one last week, like yeah. uh, and uh, Debo. I think he's got the most drops in the league. So yeah. why why are, did they why did they not get blamed more often when they dropped the ball? We always blame Jimmy. Like uh, I think the fan base always blames Jimmy for whatever happens bad on this offense. But why yeah. are that? Why are guys not like uh, zeroing in on those wide receivers and tight ends? Um... I think they believe that it's a, if I'm being honest, it's like a really high stress situation. I think I mentioned this earlier. It's like, it's not like these guys get hella opportunities. And so when they do get them, I think they truly are in their mind because dropping the ball is more psychological. I was a wide receiver mm-hmm. in the corner back and I played football, right? And so the more you get the ball, the more you feel comfortable with catching the ball. Yeah. No matter how talented you are, confidence is key in any sport. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even the greatest shooters, the greatest passers, the greatest DN. It's all about belief in yourself. And so a lot of times I believe these drops are, man, it's really like the ball is literally, really coming to me. And <laughs> this is shocking. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I must drop it. And even with – I saw my brother the other day. I said, Kittle got that ball. And a lot of times on these fumbles – they think this is my opportunity to make a big play because I might not mm-hmm. get a chance again. So now I'm trying to run through every defender and literally score a touchdown. Like, if he knew he probably was going to get the ball again in, like, two more plays, he wouldn't have that mentality. But I think a lot of guys' mentalities is like, this is my chance and I can't blow it, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's how the offense is as well when it comes to passing the ball there's not a lot of confidence in saying that we can go out here and do it. So I think the wide receivers don't get the blame because first and foremost, Jimmy is going to be looked at and saying, Hey, my guy, what kind of throw did Jimmy do? Like, was it a throw where it was high and they, they could have caught it, but just by the tips of their fingers or was Mm -hmm. it low to the ground and the momentum was carrying in one way and the ball was going another way. So that was a, a, a um, a contribute, to the way that they didn't catch the ball. So I think that's where Jimmy gets a lot of blame. And but then also again, like I say, our guys have butterfingers at times as well. So mm. I think it's all about just that repetition in game to know that 
if I'm going to get the ball thrown my way a consistent amount of time, my hands will become a lot more sure, mm. and I will become more of a true possession wide receiver and to catch the ball. For sure. For sure. Uh, so, like, I, I agree with you. Like, uh, but now, but we have to look at the way that the 49ers usually run their game plan and their game script, and we have to look at how do they fix this do does Kyle go away with what go away from what he normally does and what and does he put in a game script that allows for those guys to build confidence like that and I I'm kind of iffy on that like uh, and that's but how do you think that they do you see this issue being fixed as the as the season goes along honestly I'm gonna put in a slight little adjustment to the offense that I mentioned early. Cal, do a little hurry up from time to time. Yeah. Man, I beg for that. Just, so like, just do a little hurry up. I'm not telling you to add in, like, go from your, your offensive plays being, like, short routes, short passes to vertical routes. I'm not telling you to air the ball out 15 times, 20-plus yards down the field. All I'm saying is, Cal, speed up a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And See how that like just try it out. I hate the Patriots. I'm just I hate the Patriots. I hate them. I hate them with passion. But if you ever if you watch back in like 2005, 2006, the Patriots started doing in the first quarter a hurry up type style offense Mm -hmm. because they figured if they get the lead early on, it gives confidence to the offense, but then it also gives Bill Belichick, who's a defensive-minded coach, the ability to say, okay, I can cook. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. periodically, Tom Brady would do these little hurry-up offenses, and I'd be mad because I'm like, dog, other teams haven't caught on to this yet. Because, you yeah, know, we're yeah. going back 15, 20 years where it was a lot more methodical as well. And so I'm looking now at Kyle Shanahan, like, hey, man, if you know that Jimmy Garoppolo came from that tree, from Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let him pull from that. Let him get a little confidence when he first came into the league. This is what he saw done in front of him. And so extend to him that grace to say, hey, my guy, I'm going to give you this three, four times in the first half to go out there, run a little hurry up, wink, wink to George Kittle, wink, wink to George Kittle again, then wink, wink to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. And then we can still run the ball. We can still hurry up and run. Uh, You can be in shotgun. You know, with the back beside you, do a little running back dive or something of that nature, but still just the pace of play exude confidence in your players. And then you telling your players, I trust y'all. Yeah. I trust yeah. y'all because you've been with me for four to five years now. Hey, go out there and get a couple of plays. Make a play. Make me look good for trusting you. You see what I'm saying? And I think that yeah, helps that, a lot. That's a great point. That That is an excellent point. It, it's and you know, I, I think back. Uh, there was a time last year. I think it was in the Texans game where the 49ers did with Trey. They went a hurry. They did a hurry up, like a hurry up uh, off just for a few plays. And yeah. and Trey and Trey started cooking. And it was just it was just one of those things where it's not even so much like uh, yeah, it gives them confidence, of course. But also what that does to the defense because it keeps that personnel on the on the field and it doesn't give them a time to group and look at their look at your personnel grouping and kind of mm-hmm. come up with a with a, a real defense. They have to kind of go to a, a vanilla, like a, yeah. almost like a, unless they can unless you give them enough time to call to call a, a to audible out of it. But it's 
it it just does it does an, with these types of playmakers that you have on the outside and the inside and the uh, like at the tight end position. It's it's just that would be it would behoove you to to go ahead and try and get the put these defenses in bad situations like that to where they're having to having to think on the fly. Like uh, so, yeah. No, I, that is a great point. That hey, is a check great this point. Out. Real quick, check mm-hmm. this out, my guy Pete. Our offensive scheme, where we've seen our running backs line up in the backfield, we've seen our backs line up in the slot. We've seen our tight ends go from in the in, in alignment as a tight end and go into the fullback position. We see him go from the fullback into um, a slot receiver. So if somebody like if a particular personnel group is out there on your offense, you still have the ability to interchange so many of these pieces still mm-hmm. and run an offense, like you said, and catch the defense off guard. Yep. Because these guys have been there for a long period of time. So it was like, dude, use some of those weird, quirky um play calls that you do use. I remember, I mean, Jennings, Jawan Jennings was like in a fullback position one time. Jawan Jennings lined up as tight ends once before. Like, he's done these things. So yeah. use that to kind of, okay, you finna run out the backfield, Jawan, and do, you know, a, a flag route, or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically speaking, allow your mind to say, hey, Jimmy, go out here and use what you've seen and make it happen, you know, so... Yeah. Just want to add that in there on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. And we've seen it from Kyle in the past, like him running the same plays out of multiple formations and it kind of throwing the defense off like, uh, uh, run, like, especially, man, they run some of those, they used to run some of those run plays uh, that and just run this, they'd run it one way and then they just change the formation and run the exact same play, exactly. except yeah. that, except that time it would get, they would gash the defense because they thought it was something completely different. It's just that kind of stuff that we're just not seeing. We're not seeing it anymore. And it's just it's frustrating, but I want to move away from the offense. All right, let's go. Cuz <laughs> we could sit here and complain about the offense, but yeah, that that was a great point about the the hurry up, but the but so the defense. Yeah. The injuries j- injuries are started there. We're on overload at this point on the defense. You know, what What do you think – what was the injury that was the tipping point for you in this last game? Um, Honestly, probably was Mooney. Mooney getting hurt, I yep. think, really caused a, a domino effect because you kind of shut – you opened up another half of the field. And um, I was reading today that Hufanga was in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And for a team like Atlanta that ran the ball so much and got to the second level so often, I was watching that game. was like, hey, all pro Huff, where you at, my guy? I don't know yeah. about you, but I really didn't see him throughout that game for real, for real. And so I really thought either he was messed up, you know what I'm saying? It could be mm-hmm. in the head a little bit, or he just wasn't feeling it. And I thought he could have had a, a wonderful – impact on the game because they ran the ball 40 times man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so no. yeah that that there killed us and i think just the depth as well just with the defensive line i mean when you are on your third string <laughs> d lineman and they gotta yeah. you know do instead of having only 20 snaps now you're doing 35 40 i thought 
we just couldn't get no push for real, for real. And those guys for was sure. running so hard, man. Fred Warner, I love you, my guy, but every time you made a tackle, you was going the other direction. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm sorry, bro. Like we yeah. we got the locks, we lock brothers in this thing. I love you, my guy, but hey, you was not sticking nobody. They was hitting you, and you was going. Live. I'm like, Ugh. so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so. It was also Mooney for for me, Mooney Ward. Uh, I just think that with Emmanuel Mosley going down, and I think this is, and I spoke about this on Ryan's show this morning, that Uh this is an underrated aspect of this defense was that both of our corners, they depend on these corners to come up and run support. And like, uh, and to not, to all of a sudden not have both of them, it was already going to be bad enough because they didn't have Emmanuel Mosley. Like, uh, but then to not have, but then for Ward to go down, all of a sudden Huff can't be, flying all over the place because he's got to he now he's got to be in his spot yeah because now he's covering other things he's gonna have to help shade this guy and help shade that guy he's not gonna be able to play close to the line scrimmage so it's that's i feel like that's where huff went is that he he just he got pulled out of what he would normally do and then of course your your point about uh fred warner i agree with you uh, but I mean, we—I think we all know that Fred Warren's a little light in the ass. Like, I mean, <laughs> he only what two twenty-five something on like a that? good day. Yeah, and like, uh, and we've always known that. That's why he can—he's so good in coverage, is because he's got the athleticism and the and uh, to be able to do to cover those tight ends and even sometimes wide receivers. Yeah. But, but when it comes to run stopping, like uh, he. He depends on that defensive line, that defensive line rotation to kind of plug up those gaps. And then he just comes and then he or to take up those bodies. And then he just comes through those gaps to uh, to get that to get that tackle for loss. Uh, Like he can't be you can't be letting them get to the second level. And now he's got to drag them down. I feel like uh, because, (laughs) yeah, because he's just going to have to. I mean, he to his credit, he was still dragging guys to the ground. But they're they're gonna get their yards, and that's that's gonna that's gonna be like. Uh, but yeah, that's just not what Fred's built for. And yeah. uh, and and so I I didn't blame him too much. It it's just it is what it is. I think that not having that uh, those corners there to help mm-hmm. and run support, and which means Huff can't play close to the line of scrimmage. Which me it means the defense was really playing complete. You saw them play a lot of off coverage. Yeah. Like, uh, because they, they did not trust their corners to stay in front of those guys. Like, even though they don't have great receipt, they had Drake London, who's not a burner. Uh, like, uh, they got Zacchaeus. He's got a little bit of speed to him. Hey, Pete, they only threw the ball 14 times, though. Yeah, no, I I feel you. But, <laughs> like, at the same the time, at the same time, they didn't want to get beat deep. Like, uh, and that's, and I felt like that's why they weren't playing so close to the line. And Don't beat me, don't beat me but, down. But I... I was surprised that we didn't see more blitzing like, because that, that was what yeah. I was expecting to see when they started running yeah. like, uh, uh, like that. I was expecting it for them to, to start some zone blitzes to get, but, uh, to, to just get some guys in the backfield. But we wouldn't get, well, we wouldn't get, we wasn't getting like, we wouldn't giving up large yardage though. I think they only yeah. average like 3.6 yards per carry or something like that. And so when I mean about Fred, it was like, He'll stop him behind, like he'll hit behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Then they'll drag him for an extra two yards. And this happened, and it'll be like we'll get down third and two. 
and we was I seen Fred on one play. He he hit that gap and he he yeah, I know exactly him. which play you're talking about. And I was like, oh no. And like the momentum, you could see it's kind of like the energy, the the life was kind of getting sucked out um sucked out of those guys. But what quarter and, was that? I think it was like around the third quarter, man. Yeah, exactly. It, the third it, quarter. It was around that time. And it's like they didn't ran the ball 25 times, 30 times by then. And they were initiated, like someone, like you said earlier, they were playing our style. So now they mm-hmm. popping you in the helmet, they hitting you and you falling yep. back. And it's like, ah, because even if they blitz, I don't, I mean, huh, I think the Mikio was saying we're getting there, guys, but you're not wrapping up. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of our tackles is like you're not. You there, but we're tackling bad and not very clean tackles, and so that kind of messed it up a lot for us as well. And so, yeah. hopefully, this game we'll have more fresh bodies who can hit harder at the point of attack and um, kind of get some things shifted in the other direction for us. Yeah, and also the and also that don't think that 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 rotation of defensive linemen uh, when you get injuries that many injuries to your defensive line like. Uh, it's you got some good guys like Amenahu and Ebicom and who was in and out of the game. And then you've got, uh, and then you, you got a couple of the other guys, Drake Jackson, like uh, it's not that they're not good players, but all of a oh, sudden yeah. they're playing a lot more snaps. Amenahu did and, good to me. Like yeah, he, played, Amenahu, I mean, he, he messed the edge up a couple of times, but uh, like he, to me, he did all right. Yeah, no, I think that they, I think overall this defense, I mean, they, they, they gave up what 21 points. I think without having Bosa out there, who's a dynamic player, without having Kinlaw and Eric Armstead and all those guys that would normally be getting a bulk of the snaps, and the, but then all of a sudden now you've got a Menahu and Ebicom and and those other guys, Kevin Gibbons and all those guys, other guys getting the the majority of the snaps, and mm-hmm. now you got to get other guys that are like might have just gotten there, like Spence, and uh, you got those guys that are getting uh, like a, a, a lot of, a lot of snaps. It, it's just a different type of rotation at that point. Like, uh, yeah. and it's, and that's what happened to our pass rush. I think we only got what uh, we got two sacks and we've got, uh, I remember, I think I remember seeing that we only got like five, five, uh, like a QB, like hurries or whatever QB the pressure. case was. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. So, I just uh, I just think that the injuries were those corners going down really kind of hurt D'Amico's scheme. And we almost started looking like we did in the beginning of the year last year when uh-huh. he didn't really know who he was going to have a corner. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yep. Well, let's only give up 21 points, though. Do you think that our offense could have? Do you think to only give up 21 points with the slew of injuries that you just mentioned? That we should have been saying, "Hey guys, we got y'all." Oh, for sure. We for we, sure. We we could give you at least 24, 28 points. You know what I'm saying? Today we we got y'all. We gonna hold y'all down. Y'all been holding us down throughout the entirety of the year. This one, but that's but that's what we've been saying all season. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, is that we said this defense? Uh, I know that I've been saying on my show, this defense is not is not going to be able to do this all season long. They're not going to get a pick six every game. Yes. They're not going to get – they're not going to be able to hold teams to 10 points or nine points every single game. Like, it's not – because you're going to have injuries happen. And, like uh, – and eventually, 
they're going to give up some points. So your offense is going to have to do something. And, uh, and, but we're still, and I think, I think the week against Carolina kind of gave everybody a little bit of hope, but then why just went, we, why though? It gave them hope because the running game was working. That's really what it was. I, I get it, but they just, people just, you know, human beings just need hope sometimes. And like when they see something good on, on, especially on tape, they, they're like, okay, see, see, we can do this. We can do this all the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's how people get. And, uh, and you know, that's how Twitter gets like yeah. uh, Twitter. The very next week after the Carolina game, everybody's expecting us to run over Atlanta. And I was in the spaces and I said, and I got cooked by uh, in one of the spaces saying that, saying that, Hey, Atlanta is nobody to be trifling with. <laughs> like uh, I liked Arthur Smith as a coach. Yeah. And uh, I thought that they were playing hard for him and the, and the, and they were, they were putting up points. I yeah. said, don't think, don't <laughs> think just because and we got a lot of injuries right now. Don't think it's going to be an easy game. And, uh-huh. and man, oh man, they were just like, oh, well, if it's not, if they don't run over him, it's Kyle's just a terrible coach. And like all the, you know how they get. It's like, the mentality, uh, man. Yeah, it's the mentality, just, when I mean mentality, it's the mentality of the Falcons that I believe you saw was like, okay, it might not be a team that everybody notices, but if I watch them on film, they pop. Yeah. And I think you you have to just not look at the name and the names that you don't know of, far as like mm-hmm. the name Atlanta or who knows, or the names on the jersey. Nobody really knows those guys. And if you don't look at the tape and film and see, oh, they play hard, they hit hard, um, they play for their coach, and they have a philosophy that they're sticking to, mm-hmm. we got we want to have some trouble because this is not the Panthers who are willing to fire Smith the next game. Like no, the bro, next day and, <laughs> the trade, next Ro- and trade Robbie Anderson <laughs> the next day, like or and put up um what's Kristen McCaffrey on the train block yeah like this is not that yeah (laughs) they're doing a a resale they're trying to get one of these quarterbacks coming out of college they're not you know what I mean so yeah I I definitely can agree how you can have that stance and people come at that if they're not necessarily looking at the team that we're going to play against next week yeah and I said and I still thought that I said before the game I still thought the 49ers were going to win like (laughs) uh, I I thought that they would come out with enough enough defense and I because I thought that our players were just better than theirs and Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that they would come out I thought they might have a little bit of momentum going into this game and nope we stopped all the momentum (laughs) no momentum (laughs) like uh, but so who who do you think that they need back as soon as possible back I couldn't I can't even say that (laughs) I'm sorry there there was the inner child and he said something else but I couldn't say that name um, back soon as possible, and only on one person, only on the offensive defense. So you saying it doesn't matter? Uh, no, I, I don't think it matters. Like I, I just a difference me, a difference maker on this team that can that can kind of like that. It's a guy that we just need back, like a because we got a big game next week. But going forward, I think we need to like the name of the show is establishing an identity, and like uh, there's a there we got some culture setters on this team that we're missing right now. And like, uh, who do you think is the most important? Oh man. See, I want to say either E-Man or, or Chavar, like, or Mooney, but E-Man's out for the year. Yeah, out for the year. Um, uh, 
and Mooney, he's I mean, I, I believe he can come back. I want I mean Bosa, I love Bosa. I think Bosa is excellent. But if I'm being honest, it's like we only gave up 21 points on the defensive end. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm looking at the offense, like, look, I can't. I love defense. I can't continue to tell the defense to just continue to shut these teams down. Like, yeah, y'all got put up some points. So there's Trent Williams, I guess. Like, hey, yeah. Trent, come back then, my guy, because as as a fan of the Niners, our identity has been the defense for so long that mm-hmm. I'm looking at the offense like, when are y'all willing to pick up the torch and carry it for three, four weeks? Were y'all able to have three consecutive 30 point games? Like, can, is that too much to ask for as a Niner fan? To say, yeah, hey, offense, no. let's pick it up for three weeks and get three 30 bombs. I seen the Lions give three consecutive weeks of 30 bombs, and we didn't even play. Like, if we being honest, none of the teams that we played, people look at as a top team team. So, mm-hmm. come on, offense. So, Trent Williams, if you come back, my guy, can we put up 30 points for the next? No, I'm gonna say for the next game. Let me not get greedy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't get greedy. Uh, but I I gotta go with I gotta go defense because this is the this is the reason why we just finished talking about for almost an hour now about the offense and the inconsistencies with the offense. I can't be confident that if Trent Williams comes back, that it's gonna be any different. Like uh it's it it, it just it all depends on Kyle. So I'm gonna uh, say I'm gonna say Mooney Ward. I'm going to say Moody Ward for me. Like uh, he needs to come back because even though they only gave up 21 points, I think uh-huh. he gives a level, he gives D'Amico a level of comfortability yeah. in what he calls uh, like that's going to help this defense. So like uh, I'm going to like, uh, and maybe they keep the, instead of 21 points, they get 14 or, uh, <laughs> or 17. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, but, but, listen, but it just get Cause I, I don't feel like that is the, Injuries are the reason the offense is struggling, if that makes any sense. But we offense, have more injuries on the defense, though, man. <laughs> no, I get you. I got you. Like, uh, but this is the thing. Like, if it, I just finished talking about like the the responsibility, yeah, that they give Mooney Ward, and I think that's why he flourished so much this season. People weren't thinking of this guy like a shutdown corner before the oh, season, yeah. and but he's been able to flourish in the system because of that pass rush. And I still think that he can do that, even with Bosa and them out. I think that they still could get the pressures if they could just get another second of coverage. Yeah, and like, yeah. so it's, I, yeah, it's Mooney Ward for me. Like, Big up I to just Mooney, baby, Big up yeah, to like, Mooney. Uh, uh, just that, just to give Huff uh, a break on the on the coverage on the coverage side. So it's, uh, yeah, I, that's the way I look at it. But so. <laughs> Can this defense be dominant again this season without because we don't we're not gonna have Emmanuel Mosley again this season? So but oh, man, it depends on our health, man. I yeah. honestly I mean, can we be dominant? Yes. Can we be healthy? Who knows? That's been the exactly. million dollar question. I mean, probably how much our salary crap about 275 million per year. That's been the 200 some uh 70 million dollar question for the last four years it's like if healthy can we be dominant i there's no doubt in my mind that we can be um i trust the mikio uh hold on uh it was said in spaces 
Chris, <laughs> Chris is defending his spaces. Like, uh, <laughs> like it's not that there wasn't it for me. It wasn't that there wasn't said. Like, uh, but there was a lot of people that were saying the the opposite, and that, and there were some people that were saying that that Chris, Chris, you know, you had to stop him a few times, like in the spaces. So what do you, what is it? I, I wasn't on. I it was so we were talking that we had a space. Uh, there was a there was a few spaces last last week, and we were talking about Atlanta, and people were talking about how we just needed to run over them. And there was a couple of people that said that it was going to be a close game, but then a whole bunch of people came in and started saying, "Nah, nah, 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 nah." Like uh, they they should they should just be destroying these. We should just be destroying these guys. And uh, so, like, yeah, I am not saying Chris or there's a couple other people that I would say weren't. Uh, they were pretty level headed with it. Like, yeah. uh, but there was. But you know how it gets in the spaces. Like that one, uh, that one little thirty-seven points that we scored against the Panthers had people out here bumping. They their gassed guns. up. Yeah, they had them <laughs> gassed up. And like uh, it is what it is. But gassed uh, up on water. <laughs> but yeah, it regardless. Yeah, we we heard a lot of it all week, and uh, and we are we're here right now. We're talking about the loss, and uh, it's. I, I just uh, we were talking about. Now I took off my train of thought, but like we were talking about the dominance of the defense. Yeah, and yeah, like uh, so. What what were you saying about the about uh, about where how they can get back to where they were? Yeah, it's just like you said. I kind of agree with Mooney Ward. I think um, him coming in will be a big help. I know Bosa, either him or Bosa. You know, yeah, um, for sure. It will be awesome if we can get. Man, we only said one player though. Like, if I can get two people, <laughs> two like insulary pieces to kind of help with the D line depth, I think they'll kind of help as well, keep them fresh, so that teams won't try to run on us um, as much as they did. Because that's what they're going to see, Kansas City or the next team. They're going to say, "Hey, man, they're going to wear down," you know. So continue to attack their defensive tackles, get in the middle, or you know, get on the edge against those guys. But I think with another week, those guys getting repetition, the guys behind these guys getting more comfortable knowing their um, assignments as well will help us out a lot. So bring back Mooney. Hopefully his growing is okay. Um, that he doesn't have to do nothing too crazy. I think D'Amico will have a little more. I think he got a little, I ain't going to say comfortable, but he was doing well with what was working with him. And so now he has mm -hmm. to change up some things when it comes to his play calling. And so this was the first week not having a lot of his pieces. So I think he probably said, okay, it was cool having all these other pieces, but now I got to adjust now. You know, now I got to play chess in a different manner. I got my, my, I don't know if you play chess or what. Now you play chess at all. No, no, my, my wife does like, she's trying to teach me, but like, cause my, my daughter right now is better than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the pieces like the, well, anyway, the knight or, you know, the rook, when you lose those two pieces, those pieces can do some wonderful things and you got to adjust, you know what I'm saying, schematically how you're going to go about attacking. So I think I trust, again, the defense more so than I do the offense. And I think the Mickey O'Ryans have had, like even last year, shown the ability to adjust with the things that he do have to play with. Um, even this year, I think he still have more talent to adjust and play with this year. So. Just trust Amikio to do what he's doing. Continue yeah, to, sure. even though we have the office of genius on one side, here we go again, <laughs> showing the confidence in the defensive coordinator in the defense with all the other pieces on the other side that I'm like, 
ah, oh, yeah, I get as many hall passes than anybody, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So they, they we play in the Chiefs on Sunday. Big oh, Lord. I mean, yeah. After watching that game last week, of course, we makes you a little sick to your stomach, like uh, thinking about what could happen. But I don't necessarily think like just because of just what I was talking about earlier, I don't think that, that it's it could be as bad as what we're thinking. Uh, yeah. because the this like I said, this team plays up and down to their competition happens all the time. It would not surprise me if they went in the if they went in there because I believe they're they're in uh, they're in Santa Clara. Yeah. Like uh, so, it, it would not surprise me if they went in there and just and uh, took care of business. Not not uh, not. I, I think I obviously I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, but I it would not surprise me if they pulled out a victory in that game. And because Pat Pat Mahomes doesn't have the the huge w- amount of weapons that he used to. And now Pat Mahomes is a weapon in himself, like because of how good he is. But I think we've seen this season and we saw it in the last game against the bills is that he can struggle at times finding, finding guys to get guys getting open. And, uh, and even it's just, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. They're not getting the same separation as when you have a Tyree kill, just running free. Like uh, and now Pat Mahomes is generational, generational talent. Like I've seen him uh, drop forty on on a team like uh, for like not even using Tyreek, but like. Uh, <laughs> it, but how confident are you in the 49ers this week that they can get this win? And what's your score prediction? I believe confidence wise on scale of one to ten, it's like a six. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah. like a six. Uh, Andy Reid record after a loss is ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. With Patrick Mahomes, it's like I mean the proof is in the pudding. Um, yeah. They're very confident in their offense, like we are <laughs> with our defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. we got to trust and believe that Andy is cooking right now, and he's seeing all the weaknesses that we do have. Though we don't have somebody like Tyreek Hill to worry about, they're thinking we don't have somebody like possibly a Travers Ward to worry about. We don't have a Emmanuel Mosley to worry about. We don't have a Jimmy Ward to worry about. It's a possibility we don't have an Armstead to worry about. Probably, no, So they're thinking like, all right, even though our offensive firepower is maybe dulled down a little bit, their defensive firepower is dulled down as well. And then our X factor, in his opinion, is going to say is a lot better than our X factor, which is Pat Mahomes. So like... I give our team the opportunity to win because hopefully Kyle can, you know, is back there cooking up something that can continue to contend with the offense that Kansas City Chiefs is going to bring at us. Um, this is one of the games that I won't mind him playing, a time possession game. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the game we're trying to have a shootout with, in my opinion. You know, you should have did. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have used all your passing plays and deep pass plays last week. But this is a game that you want to make sure that you limit the touches of I don't know. It depends on how you feeling, Cal. If you want to feel froggy and go for it again, I mean, it, I have my popcorn ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The time, but I truly believe that we have to make a bounce back. You know, um, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think we'll get blown out, especially at Levi Stadium. Um, I think there's going to be a 
um, a, a feel and a vibe at Levi Stadium leading up to this, uh, mainly because of what they've done to us in the Super Bowl. I think we still feel a little PTSD from that. And so that's that in itself should get us up and ready. Um, I think D'Amico is mad of the performance that the defense went out there and showed. I think Kyle is questioning himself just a little bit, saying that, hey, man, I can't be out here giving up 14 points per game. And I think he's telling his wide receivers, you can't be dropping balls when I scheme this play yeah. open. You can't be dropping passes on this deep ball when we know the world saying that we don't throw the ball deep and Jimmy put it on the money. Hey, we can't be doing this. So I'm going to need y'all to not definitely do it against the Kansas City Chiefs because that instead of being 28, it'll be 48. So I think the Niners, I'm going to always go for my, our, our squad regardless. Mm-hmm. We only put up 14 points. Let's say 27, 24. Okay. You know, 27, you 24. You get you get you think we gonna score you think we're gonna score uh 27, huh? We have to. We <laughs> average 18 to 19 per points per game throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, listen, we gotta put up some buckets. If you can't put up I remember last year in the playoffs, it's like, bro, if we would just score 24 points per game in the playoffs, we would have won the Super Bowl. That's yeah. how good our defense was. So, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and I'm never going against I'm never gonna predict against the 49ers. Like I'm just because I <laughs> I honestly think that the I honestly think that we have the best roster in football. Like uh, I really do. And on yep, any yep. given Sunday, I think we can beat anybody. Like uh it's so I'm always going to go for the 49ers. I think that they somehow pull uh, pull this game out 2017. And I don't know how they're going to do it. <laughs> like, uh, because I, I, cause I don't know what the game plan is going to be. And it's, it's just impossible to predict of yeah. what the game plan is going to be. But I think that they have the players that put matchup problems all over KC's defense. There's matchup problems everywhere. Like yeah. uh, and and but on the defensive side, I think that I think that the Bills showed last they didn't have all their they didn't have all their they had a bunch of injuries too. Like uh but they got they got some they got some key uh performances <laughs> from backups. Yeah. And like uh so I it can be done. It yeah. can be done. It's just uh, do and like and I got all the faith in the world in D'Amico that he can uh, that he can scheme it up. So we need two though. We need two. We need two, two turnovers. Oh, two no, turnovers. No, no, no. We need two turnovers either at mm-hmm. midfield or between like the thirty-five and the fifty of the opposing team. Like we need to get at least two turnovers, man, so we can at least kick a field goal and get some easy points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna probably have to be a fumble because you know our guys don't pick off the ball that often. And I was like, thinking uh, about that, like a strip <laughs> or something, or like catch somebody because right now we're negative two in the yeah. turnover department differentiate uh, differential right now. Differential, yeah. And that's that's bad, man. Like, yeah, we, we got we, we that's too tight. You know, we again our margin for error is literally razor thin, and so uh, we need two turnovers, man. Somebody gotta get a. a Come on, man! Strip fumble. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't expect that that's gonna happen every game. But now, I, I shouldn't say that. We're gonna be positive. <laughs> we're gonna be. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, God dog. Yeah, we gonna happen. It's gonna. We gonna get three. <laughs> it's a must. Like, uh, yeah, we, hey, we, we gonna like, make it happen. 
Hey, let somebody you know how on our team, Ray McLeod, sometimes they fumble the punt uh, on the punt. They catch the punt. They may fumble or kick the turn. Our guys may fumble or something like that. Like, dude, we need – you remember the Bengals game um, last year where the guy who – he just couldn't catch the ball, um, the tight end. Every, remember every time he caught the ball, he was fumbling the ball against the Bengals oh, last year? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, we need one of those games where somebody just got butterfingers, man, and um, – Something happened to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need one of those games to kind of help us to go forth and come on defense. But I'm still gonna tell Kyle, hey, you need to give us 24 points, my guy, at yeah. least 24. Yeah, that's man, I would love to see it. I would love to see it to just give myself some faith in this offense. But hey, twin, I, I really loved having you on today. You're gonna have yes, to come sir. back, you're gonna have to come back at some point. Uh, I thought this was a great show. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Like uh, great comments out there, Chris and and uh, Eddie and Damian, all the all the guys that came. Chris, uh, the other Chris Polo came in. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. Thank you guys for getting active in the chat. Uh, one more time, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials before we get out of here? Yes, yes, yes. What's up, man? Again, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Make sure y'all like comment below man give us your thoughts as well share the content man pick up to peter make sure you follow and subscribe to his channel you know we continue to try to push out this wonderful work this wonderful content man at the end of the day we're we're wonderful men that love football we love the niners um having an opportunity to break from our our family just to you know give ourselves a little time to decompress man and yep, leave all the so. other responsibilities alone man and have a good time and talk about the uh, one of the sports that we love so man you can find me at twin empire man you see the handle right there um just hit me up man make sure you follow um, your boy on twitter and also um on youtube as well man check out my channel um i'll make sure i give it to chris i mean not chris but to peter man and put it in the um probably underneath the description yeah, and then sure. you guys can follow me on my youtube as well um twin empire as well on there and um yeah man just Hit me up, um, and I'll be sure to hit you back up, man. And, again, I just love talking football, man. And yeah, ain't yeah. nothing like them Niners, you know? Yeah, no, no, I loved having you. It was a great show. And, uh, and yeah, once again, thank you guys for, for tuning in today. The uh, You can always find – of course, we, you're probably watching this on YouTube or, or Twitter. I'm also broadcasting to, to Facebook. Also, then, I, may, I do the – um, I send to, I chop up the parts of the show. I put it on TikTok, Instagram. I'm on to Instagram. I'm on, uh, and you can find the audio version anywhere where you get your audio podcast. So if you can't, it doesn't matter where you get it. Just get it. Just get it. <laughs> Don't get that work. So, you know what I mean? But uh, we always leave the show with, uh, with one thing and that's go Niners. Yes. Yes. Go Niners. Let's get it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.